Ah, buenos dias, listeners. Our breaks between podcasts are getting shorter and shorter. Oh, look at all the listeners. Welcome to this happy podcast. Hey, Paul and John, mis amigos, wake up the Glee Club. Pay attention. It's showtime. Welcome to this happy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Palmer, joined by my co-host, John Grasso and Paul Darzendowski. Guys, welcome. Thanks, Matt. It's taking everything in my power not to scream sing the Tiki Room song right now. <laughs> You're in the Glee Club, so I guess uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe we ought to. I don't know. We can't, but you know. Oh, maybe, oh, it's, oh! If we could, though. Internally, we're singing it along. Oh, as soon as I unhit record, it's happening. So buckle up for the end of the show, guys. I, uh, in my heart of hearts, I think of myself as like Thurl Ravenscroft's long lost grandson. And I so wanted to do his German accent of, uh, of one of the, the birds in the tiki room just because I love it so much. And then I was like, nope, I butchered the uh, French accent for Lumiere a couple weeks ago. I got to keep myself straight. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. I got a lot of comments about the Lumiere accent, actually. That was uh, a lot of people thought, who is that guy doing, doing the excellent impressions? That's funny. Oh, yeah. No pressure on me now. No pressure on me now. Now oh, I'm rethinking. Got to keep coming up with good ones every week. Uh, for our listeners at home, Matt actually figures this out himself. I mean, he takes it upon himself to figure out exactly what intro to do. And Sometimes it's a surprise, and sometimes uh, he keeps it in the run of show. And uh, I'm glad this one wasn't because I would have started singing. Yeah. I, I seriously like put that pressure on myself, and I'm like, I'm gonna run out of attractions as we keep doing these episodes. I'm like, I'm like gonna be googling the most obscured line cue <laughs> intro. It's gonna be like a quote from the rescuers down under, or like <laughs> some ride that like had like a two year run, and you know no one talks about it anymore. <laughs> Superstar limo. Yep. I was like, I was like nobody's gonna recognize the narrator from Treasure Planet, but here we go. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That might be worth a, a rewatch. So guys, I think we're a viral hit. Um, I'm actually really enjoying the feedback and reaction to the podcast looking at you know looking at our social media and the feedback we're getting i'm really encouraged by what's happening in the in the group of listeners that are that are sharing their comments looking on social media what about you guys i was you know one of the things i was really excited about was uh hearing a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a while, perhaps on social media, or some people I don't even know, but are friends of friends of friends, um, who said, Hey, I happen to listen because, you know, you, you know, you, someone recommended it to me who you recommended it to. And now I'm listening to it. And Hey, here's a picture that I recently took in Disney. Um, or someone else who said, uh, I I'm having listened to it. Now I want to go to Disney. I want to buy that plane ticket and go to Disney and have a happy moment. So I'm loving hearing that. Um, and perhaps the one that really stuck to me was a good, um, was a friend of mine, James in new Orleans. Um, and I reached out to him during this time where the hurricane has hit them. Um, and, uh, he said, please keep, keep recording those podcasts because we need happy, happy thoughts around here. Uh, as we rebuild so keep thinking those happy thoughts i really was touched by that oh no oh, yeah. really nice. i know i love that it's um recording this podcast is a delight i love spending an hour with you guys and so uh to participate in that social media discourse it started uh today we asked the question you know for the main topic what's your favorite disney um musical moment and we started getting responses which is always you know as a social media manager just like you're so excited and you're like, it's coming in, it's working. Um, and a friend of mine, Stephanie, unprompted, we've never talked to this, uh, talked about this before, uh, talked about how much she loved the Millennium Celebration, which I, you know, was a celebration that uh, Disney and Epcot did in 2000 to celebrate the new millennium. And I thought like, oh, I was the fanboy and the only fanboy of that pretty much on earth that still exists. And it turns out her husband has it on their Disney road trip playlist. It's just nice to see, um, all these little Disney things that make people happy. Everyone's got a Disney story. 
I love it. You know, we had a comment on our Instagram um, from one of the one of the users, Missy. She was saying last that last week's episode, she wanted to say that her favorite non-ride attraction um, that she loves is Mickey's Philhar Magic, which I didn't even think about when I was putting together and, and like, I love this idea that like, we all like, like discuss the ideas of what we want to come into the show with. And then there's somebody that comes along that, that has an idea and it's like, you know what? I should have thought of that. That was really good. That's a good pick. I love that. And I love that. Like we're starting to get that feedback um, as we build the show out. Yeah. I think it's great. There are so many Disney podcasts and newsletters and websites and fan sites and blogs out there. And so it's just nice to see people talking about what makes them happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think I want to encourage people if they want to share some of their reactions to this episode. um, When we talk about our favorite musical moments, be sure to share yours. You can email us a voice memo. Or, uh, or straight up written comment at thishoppypodcast at gmail.com. And you can go on our social media uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and share your thoughts as well. You know, it would be something to, uh, to get a reaction. Maybe somebody has a, a reaction to one of the pics that we have, and we can share that on the show next week when we come together, or we can interact with you on social media. We've been really enjoying that aspect as well. Mm. I think we're, I th- and I also think that uh, ice cream adjacent is going to be the new trending thing, uh, thanks to John's uh, uh, early re- early recommendation of his assessment of what uh, Dole Whips really are. That's so, a lot of traction. It's a lot of traction. I think I think you've now coined uh, a new phraseology for the Disney park. So uh, I'm into it. Oh, if that's my lasting impact on the world, then I've done well. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone have a Dole Whip. Because it's ice cream, ice cream adjacent. You did it. You did it. I did John. it. I did it, boys. That's and what's I, making me happy in Disney this week, by the way. That's terrific. Paul. Uh, <laughs> Paul. It's not. That doesn't count for me. <laughs> Just a segue. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a poor segue. That is, that, no, you know what? That's a spectacular segue. What is making you happy in Disney this week? One of the things that uh, I have been doing throughout this pandemic, um, I've done since March, well, maybe not throughout the whole pandemic, but at least since March, we've been doing, we've done 10 Disney puzzles. Um, We've just kind of spread them out on a big table and start putting it together. And it's fun because, you know, we're we're arguing, is that Donald's beak or is that his foot? Is (laughs) Is that Mickey or is that Minnie? And when, until you put the pieces together, you can't figure out which nose does that go with. So um, today we finished a uh, one of our, our Disney puzzles today. So uh, that was a number one. It's always an accomplishment, um, but that really does make us happy. We usually put on a Disney movie or cartoon or something in the background while we're putting the pieces together, arguing about, again, Donald's duck, uh, Donald's beak or, or foot. And what does that do? And I can't figure this out. And why doesn't it fit in where it should? Anyway, that was make, making us happy. Uh, can we, Paul, post pictures of the completed puzzles on our social media for the fans? Absolutely. I think we have to. I think we have to. Okay, so look on our social media in the coming days for these masterpieces. Yep, and 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 hey, it maybe inspires someone else to start making Disney puzzles. Or if you've got a Disney puzzle, you know, hey, send one over. Send- I'll, I'll put it together. Although if you've got that one puzzle with that one piece missing, that'll just infuriate us oh, all. Oh, don't do that. No, no. It has to be no. factory sealed. No, no, no. I don't trust people. <laughs> Matt, what's you, making huh? you... Oh, no, no. This I'll go last. Matt, what's okay. making you happy? You know, one of the things that is making me deliriously happy, and I know we had in our bonus content for last week's episode, we, we went on like kind of a side rant on Princess and the Frog. So if you want to catch up with that, please... Feel free to catch up uh, on our Twitter account, uh, some of those videos. One of the things um, that I, I'm loving is the designs for the overhaul, the layover of Splash Mountain with the coming Tiana and the Princess and the Frog um, overlay. It just, you know, it looks like they're not going to do too much other than have animatronics that match the story. Um, looks like they'll keep the bones of the the thing that everybody loves um so that it'll feel familiar 
um, but it'll it'll have its own flavor. And I'll just say, stay tuned for the rest of the episode because this isn't the first time I'll be discussing this. Ooh, a teaser. Wow. I love it. Spoiler kind of alert. <laughs> kind of. But, kind yeah, of. some of those images. Spoiler adjacent. Spoiler adjacent. But some of these some of these images leaked uh, or were given out by Disney this week. And it's enough of a tease. It's enough of a an adjacent spoiler in and of itself um, to see that that things are looking up, that 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 attraction that so many people love is going to get some nice treatment. How about you, John? Well, uh, I will say, Matt, as a lover of Splash Mountain, the, this, the concept art has me cautiously optimistic. I, I, I understand the complicating factors. So I'm in on the rebrand, but I, you know, I, they, they just need to win me over a little bit. And I love the movie, so I think it's going to work. But what's making me uh, happy, sad uh, at Disney this week is I'm very sad that Ed Asner has passed. But I'm very happy that uh, people are celebrating his... Uh, his contributions to the Disney canon, namely as Carl Fredrickson in Up, which is just an absolute masterpiece of a movie. And he, he delivers uh, just an exceptional performance as this lovable curmudgeon, complicated uh, elderly man who um, is redeemed and redeems the life of this little boy. I mean, that movie, I will, I'm not going to talk that much about it because I will cry. And I, I'm saving that for when I talk about my Disney music moment. Can't cry twice in one episode, <laughs> not five episodes in. But I watched a couple of clips today just to sort of celebrate his memory. And uh, I thought, you know, he, that, that movie t still is very much uh, something that th thankfully that has not been lost to obscurity. Disney really celebrates that movie and merchandises uh, uh, it quite a bit, but it was just nice to see, uh, to, to have a couple of up moments this week. It's just, it's such a good movie. So, uh, you know, rest easy, Ed Asner. Let me say this, um, Ed Asner returned for one final performance as Carl in Doug Days, which just premiered on Disney+. Haven't seen Plus it yet, September no 1st. spoilers. No spoilers, I haven't seen it either. I'm dying to watch it. it. But like, for those that have this absolute love of the character and the film, uh, there's another chance to hear that really golden voice of Ed Asner one more time. That's beautiful. Or you could just simply just start watching up and just, just stop after the first 10 minutes um and and you know, that'll just put you that'll put john back to tears again oh that'll, my gosh any of us back to tears the best the best first 10 minutes of a movie uh right there up yep it's, uh, i you agree know what we need to do we need to have uh nicole your wife do a recording of your reaction to doug days just to like upload to our social channels just to see if John, if there's a moment that gets John bubbling over. Oh, I'm sure there will be. But the problem is if it's a human moment, I'll be the one crying. If it's anything related to the dog, Nicole's going to have to drop the phone because she'll be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, it's, um, by the way, apologies if there are any background noises where it's a, it's a gnarly weather out there. We keep getting flood warnings. And I've muted my phone. I don't know how many times and it just keeps coming. So, Well, I'll say this. Um, as we continue to host this podcast, we're also learning about um, doing it well. <laughs> like, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, well, look, thank you for bearing with us, guys. We're, we're learning and evolving just as I hope our audience is too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that was, uh, that was this week and uh, what's making us happy in Disney. So I, I love that segment. So I'm loving that we're doing that each week. Now I think we got to transition to the uh, the main attraction. Um, this week our topic is our most beloved moment, beloved music moment at a Disney park. It can be anywhere in the parks, on any attraction, street or land. Um, I think I've covered those rules. Any other as we hash this out this week? Any other ground rules I'm missing? So I did a self-imposed rule because otherwise. I would have uh, really got us off track. So I, I 
I did must currently be operating because that actually helped me narrow it down. Cause I think I had like, like at least 10 possible options from the past. So that was my self-imposed rule. That was not for either of you. All right. So I'm kicking this off guys, right? All right. Yes, great. you are, yeah. Matt. I'm ready. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm excited. All right. What is it, my friend? So let me tell you that I had a runner up and my runner up was Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. As you get in the ride and you start to move a little bit in the, as it moves you forward a little bit into the vast darkness, just that little bit of that iconic Twilight Zone theme can set your, the hair on the back of your necks. Um, and I remember when I rode with my wife, she was like, oh, oh, we're going forward. Oh, my gosh. And then it was just a pure giggle machine after that for her. But like that, like sense of like uncertainty um, makes that such a special experience. And that music, uh, even though it's not a Disney property, it's something that will absolutely just make your spine tingle. And I can't recommend it enough. Please go on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror if you're in the Disney parks in Florida. So my number one uh, music moment um, is actually Splash Mountain. It's when you transition, you, you, you ha you've had this entire story told. Here's the beautiful thing about Splash Mountain. It is a straight up musical for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like no other Disney attraction is a musical from start mm -hmm. to finish. Um, yep. In that fashion, like no other ride does that. And obviously it's got a familiar soundtrack. Some of the songs are from directly tied to a very controversial film. Um, and obviously the history of that's been revisited over and over and over again. But as you follow the story of Br'er Rabbit and how he gets, gets hooked with, you know, Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox and starts to go off to his laughing place, there's this moment where all of a sudden you go into this area where, like, the laughing place is kind of over, over like, go, bubbling over. Everybody's getting really silly. And then it turns. And then it gets really dark, like, really foreboding very, very quickly. And no other Disney ride to me beyond Tower of Terror feels a little bit dangerous. Splash Mountain feels a whole lot dangerous, even though it's your ordinary, like, log flume with amazing theming. Um, as you start to rise, you hear, like, the laughing place start to become much more foreboding. Mm -hmm. And the, the two vultures standing up top just kind of going, Neo, guess who's not laughing now? And you rise up and there's this, this moment of like anticipation and dread. It's been so joyful and music filled and all of a sudden it's like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> this, this, what's going to happen? Um, and I've been on that ride many times now, both on, on the East Coast and the West Coast. And every time I ride it, I've got this stupid grin on my face from start to finish. And I just love the way it builds and builds and builds. And the music is absolutely essential to driving it home. Um, it's perfect. I, I've never seen another ride do ride storytelling quite as well as Splash Mountain. Um, all that said, I am perfectly A-OK -okay with the layover that's going to be happening over the next two years, two or three years. The Princess and the Frog overlay, I feel like, especially at Disneyland, makes all the sense in the world. Its proximity to New Orleans Square um, could be really beautiful. Um, could be like this nice extension, and all of a sudden, Tiana's got this entire area of Disneyland's yeah. Magic Kingdom, which would be really beautiful, I think. Um, but I'm, I'm also just, the in, Imagineer in me is really hoping that that same part of the ride that I love so much, when they build that dread, goes over to the, the parts in, in Princess and the Frog where the, all the masks are going, where, where um, uh, Facilier says, are you ready? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like all the masks are right around you going, boom, 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 boom. 
and they're like tempting you to go to the other side. I'm really, I like, I know it's really hard to, to like control headcanon sometimes. You want something to materialize, but I want nothing more than for them to build that moment with, are you ready? I don't know how they could do it any other way. And we're I not too, I don't want to get into it, but oh, yeah. oh, oh, that would be, be epic. Great. I th- one more thing would probably be ever more epic is that perhaps at the beginning of the ride, they give you a beignet. Um, oh. That would be completely in heaven because they would give you one of Tiana's beignets and you'd eat it while you're on the ride. And then, you know, then of course, you, if you haven't finished it by the time of the drop, there's just a bunch of beignets sitting in, say, in the in water. <laughs> Let me just say the trade-off between Ziploc bags to beignets would be spectacular. I, I love it. I love it. But if they were to still give us the Ziploc bags, then I could put the beignet inside the bag. And then at the end, I have a delightful treat as I watch Tiana and her friends uh, at Mardi Gras celebrating toward the end of that ride. I'm on board. I, I thought the Ziploc bags were for the takeaway beignets. You get one to start the ride and you get one for later. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, one right? you've survived the ride. Exactly. That's your reward. I am uh you've got me dreaming even more about beignets. I know. Sorry. I did not think it was possible. Sometimes in just the middle of the day I'm like thinking about Disney World and Disneyland and I'm like beignets. And now I know that with Splash Mountain, it won't be complete without a Ziploc bag and some beignets. So, man, so I, that, yeah, no, go ahead. No, so actually, no, I was say, so that, that music moment for you. So, it's when the laughing place turns into Br'er Rabbit captured and sort of the buildup. Does it yeah. end after the splash? Does it end before the splash? Does it end with Zippity Doodah? See, I like the release uh, out of out of the music where it like you do the splash and then you come out and there's this joy. There's like absolute like, hey, we came out of this okay. Everybody's fine. You're scared out of your mind. You're still kind of shaken from that drop. Um, I love the celebration, but I love the tension that leads mm. to that moment. Um, the musical tension there is like laughing place almost becomes like dark and foreboding. And, you know, like I like when Disney gets dangerous. Well, they do take that laughing place refrain and stretch it out in the creepiest way yes. possible. Yes. It's that, that's so it. cool. That's it. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Every time I'm like, yes, scare me. Let's do this. Um, and it's my, it's, it, it's, it's just, that's my happy place right there. Just that moment of like, all right. Disney's trying to throw me over a cliff. That's fine. That's fine. Let's do this. How about you, John? What's your favorite musical moment? Oh, um, this was really difficult. And I, I suspect we're kind of going in, in, in magnitude of difficulty here because, Matt, I'm pretty sure you told us last show, you're like, I got it when we talked about music, <laughs> music moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, so again, I had to rule out all the old stuff. So for me, that rules out, got you know, rest its soul, the interventions, music, um, the Millennium Celebration music, particularly Celebrate the Future or Tapestry of Nations. Um, my all-time favorite, anything, Illuminations, Reflection of Earth, Refle- Reflections of Earth. But I ruled all that out. Uh, and then I thought, no, Nicole's is the Tiki Room. I think she's answered the Tiki Room last three times. I think she answered the Tiki Room for what's your favorite food. But um, <laughs> she... <laughs> oh, those poor birds. <laughs> those poor birds. <laughs> um, um, uh, and then, so <laughs> I thought it could possibly be the Tiki Room because we have some good memories there, but it just didn't feel right. And then I tried Carousel of Progress, but I love Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, that first time you hear it. But it, it, even that wasn't quite it. And it will surprise absolutely none of our listeners when I say it had to be a nighttime uh, spectacular and that it had to be Happily Ever After. Uh, specifically when... Um, you know, this happened in Wishes as well. And I noticed a lot of people in our, our Twitter referencing a nighttime spectacular, uh, particularly Wishes, when um, the finale starts. So the, the narrator comes on and says, and so our journey comes to an end, but yours continues on. Grab a hold of your dreams and make them come true. 
for you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go, let your dreams guide you. Reach out and find your happily ever after. And the music swells, which always gets me going because they have it perfectly timed to the fireworks as Disney only does. And you, they rise to a chorus of you can fly and Tinkerbell fires out. That is it for me right there is that that swell and then the explosion of the finale seeing Tinkerbell coming flying down out. And my personal favorite thing is even on videos, you can hear this, all the kids that are there for the very first time, just gasp with joy and uh, amazement and wonder. And for that very split second, they really believe Tinkerbell is flying down at them, waving her wand and creating fireworks. That's it for me. That's Disney. That's, that's it. And so for, I'm, I'm sad that Happily Ever After is retiring. I'm sure what Disney Enchantment or, or uh, whatever they end up rolling out is going to be phenomenal. They, they almost always are. But uh, Happily Ever After, particularly the end, uh, has this deep resonance with me um, because I found my Happily Ever After when it came out. So it, it, it's pretty much, I think it's a four or five year show. It's, a, it's about the length of my relationship and now marriage with Nicole. And so I remember seeing that for the very first time and bawling because mm -hmm. it was like, reach out and find your happily ever after. And it was like, I did, I did find my happily ever after. Um, and I look at all the, the life that we've, that we've built, you know, our house and our, our, our dog. And, and, you know, it's, I guess it, people might think it's cheesy, but I, I love the lyrics of, of the song, I, of the of sort of the, the main event. And I love that sort of that idea of, of um, you know, you might fail along the way, but you, you can reach out and grab that, that happily ever after. And that there's sort of, it, it's an adventure. It's going to be an adventure. So, and the last thing I'll say about it too is um, for me, even though I have not been since the pandemic, Disney never really was back until the nighttime fireworks were back. And so watching the live stream of happily ever after and, and, and fireworks, and, and hearing how excited people were, uh, it, it was something I so just desperately needed in the doldrums of this pandemic to see and, and to, to kind of capture that hope. And, and just, it's the perfect way for me to end the day. So that, that is my most cherished Disney music moment now. But I guess the beauty of it is, is now when, when that is retired, um, a new adventure is in my eyes to quote the song. I'm sure there will be something else to capture my imagination in the way Illuminations did. And before that, Tapestry of Nations. So you and I are on a similar wavelength in that we really like something, but we've also come to the point of acceptance that they're going away, that they're changing, that they will not be there anymore. Like you with with this nighttime um, celebration display and me with Splash Mountain going, you know what? I love it, but it's change is okay. Because like, I think like that's kind of rooted in Walt's initial founding of the park was that like, uh, of Disneyland was that it was ever, it was gonna be ever changing. It was not gonna be a museum. It was gonna be something that was gonna constantly evolve and change and grow. Um, and, and that to me, being okay with that, being okay with change, um, I think is significant. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I actually thought about this exactly. So, I mean, we didn't even plan this to listeners, uh, uh, uh that are, are listening now, but I, I, um, I was watching, uh, I was watching it today to prepare for this. And I thought about the time I saw it for the very first time myself. And, and I remember being upset that Wishes was gone. Not devastated. I didn't love it. I liked it very much. Um, but being absolutely blown away. And I remember thinking to myself today, wow, if I could go back in time to see this for the first time, I would, I would love that. I, I think of that all the time. I, uh, the other day, I rewatched the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian. And I thought about my reaction to that. And I thought... Mm -hmm boy, I wish I could go see that for the very first time and, and experience that sort of jaw-dropping, unbelievable, I can't believe this is happening. Not, I'm not going to even say the, uh, the spoilers for any of you who haven't listened or watched it, but that's sort of the beauty in, the cha in change, right? We're, 
I have confidence in Disney. There's no reason not to. That when we go on Splash Mountain or whatever it's called, however it's branded for Princess and the Frog, when we see Disney Enchantment, that we're going to have that first time experience. And in some way, even if we don't love it the way we loved the previous version, even if we love it more, we're going to make a new memory. And we're going to make something else that's going to resonate with us deeply. Uh, something else is going to really, you know, profoundly stir in us. And so I'm excited at the opportunity of having a new music memory, a new cherished thing that I'll hold on to forever. There are things I miss. I will miss the interventions loop. As long as I live, I will miss illuminations, even though it was time and I'll miss happily ever after. And I, I think you'll miss Splash Mountain even recognizing some of the things that are problematic about it. But I think it's exciting. And that's why I love happily ever after because it talks about this. There, there is a new adventure for us. Yeah, being okay that life marches on and yeah. change happens um, kind of, I think, leads to a happier life. <laughs> yeah, well said. Um, yeah. How about you, Paul? We've, we've talked about things that are, you know, that have made us delighted in musical moments. How about you, Paul? Well, to just pick up for kind of where you've left off there, um, I'll actually begin with not my necessarily my favorite, but something that's been it's it might become it's growing, um, and that is the the John Williams composed music for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and he composed basically uh, ambiance music for that land, um, and I absolutely have fallen in love with it. It's new, um, and in a way. Um, why, why I've been to Galaxy's Edge now a few times. And so hearing that music takes me back, well, doesn't take me back that far. It takes me back a few years ago or a few months ago uh, to when, I, when I've recently experienced it. So I think that that's a testament to the fact that the, that the music continues to evolve there. But for me, this was, a, this was a very challenging thing. Music is very much part of my Disney at home experience. Um, I, you know, like John, I, I have the music on when I'm working. I have the music on when I'm uh, getting ready in the morning. Um, you know, that, the, the, the music just kind of infuses it and it kind of creates this ambiance. I was actually counting. I, I have actually 35 different playlists uh, in my uh, in my iTunes account that that's amazing 35 for a playlist for every park at least one for every park I sometimes have a few uh, a playlist for each land in each park each resort um, Disney during different holiday seasons so uh, Disney during the 4th of July Disney during uh, Halloween during Christmas so I have all these playlists. Um, I have looked up online. This is how nerdy I get. I've looked up exactly what Disney decides to use for their playlists and their background music. And I have searched that music out and added it to my playlist. So um, I know exactly the, you know, and, and one thing I learned was actually one of the playlists that Disney, the order in which the songs are, are the alphabetical order of the song. That's how they that's how they mixed it together. So wow. like the, the wow. song that starts with an A is first. The song that starts oh, with a B Oh, you just second. shattered my world, Paul. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking the person in the behind the scenes uh, just didn't do the, did, just didn't do shuffle, um, just decided to just keep it in alpha <laughs> order. But that's the way I decided to have it ordered in my playlists because that's exactly how they play it. That aside, so I have a lot. And actually, I, I even actually create memories through music. Um, one of the things that my wife and I do every time we, if we run a car, actually, even if we're on the Magical Express or we're in a Uber getting into the parks, what happens is just when, you, when you're about, oh, I don't know, about 100 yards from the, uh, from the entrance sign uh, when you come in, no matter which entrance you're in, um, I start playing um, on my on the music in the car or on my on my earphones uh, the uh, when you wish upon a star um, oh. and just the, the the instrumental version and so as you as you enter into that space you hear this the, that song uh, through Pinocchio um, you know you kind of just hear that and it just says your home. So um, that is something. Now that's not a thing that's there. I mean, they don't have that blaring when you're when you're driving in. But I, but we have created. We made they a homemade should. version. I know. I figured, but I figure we'll do it. 
So that is a very special musical moment for us, but it's not necessarily the thing. Um, I, uh, there, like John said, there's extinct, extinct music, um, I like to call it, um, that I absolutely loved. Um, Epcot, as you know, is one of, is my favorite park. And so uh, there, there was the entrance uh, a loop that was started in the 1980s. Um, there was Horizons, there was Listen to the Land, uh, there was the Universe of Energy, Tomorrow's Child. There's some great songs from those early years of Epcot that are now retired, that are now extinct. Um, and so I kind of took John's advice and I didn't stick with the extinct ones, even though when I hear them, that my heart does swell because I do believe that when the Imagineers developed Epcot in the 1980s, that musical element was instrumental to how those rides were developed. Um, so for me, there's a, there, there's, there's, to me, there's, there was three that kind of made the final cut. There was my childhood thing, which was, uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade. I even have the I have the vinyl, um, the little vinyl that I got as a kid. Oh, that's um, awesome! And so for me, that reminds me that just the, especially when the first notes, the the deep synthesizer or the Moog synthesizer that they used, um, that deep bass sound, uh, just takes me back to when I was holding my mom and dad's hand on Main Street watching that parade for the first time. Um, I'm, I'm sad it's not there now, although I hear it's coming back to Disneyland. Maybe it'll come back to Disney World one day too. Um, but it is a beautiful parade and that just the, the music, the synth, the 1970s synth music that went with it is beautiful. Glorious. It's the other, very Alice yeah. in Wonderland yeah. moments when you're watching it. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. But the one on my honeymoon that got me um, was when we, we, we stayed for our honeymoon at the Wilderness Lodge. And one of the things that I absolutely love at the Wilderness Lodge is that when you walk into the doors of the lobby, the music of the frontier, the music of Aaron Copeland or Western mu movies or uh, things like that um, are, and even um, some Native American music is playing. And so you have this ambiance of the West combined with the beauty of the lodge. That is one of my favorite beautiful moments. I remember on my honeymoon, just walking into there and feeling like I had been transported uh, to the to the place that they want you to be transported to in the Wilderness Lodge in the Pacific Northwest, just in you know just in, in amongst nature and the natural parks, uh, you know just all of that. Um, the smell that's coming from the kitchen that of that Western food combined with the music and the smell of the wood, even uh, you know you kind of have all of that taken in. I think it's a beautiful musical moment that really captures that space and makes it feel grand. But then the third, and perhaps the one that I probably am going to rest on, is the one uh, which is kind of for me now, which is where I go in a little bit of a happy place for me. I've spoken before of the Polynesian. I've spoken before of my Lapu Lapu uh, pineapple. Uh, you know, get where the, is it? It's it. <laughs> it's in the other room. <laughs> um, but the um, at the quiet pool. They play, um, they have a wonderful mix of uh, Hawaiian music, uh, both, uh, both tiki music um, from like uh, Bing Crosby and the, you know, that tiki culture, but also native Hawaiian music as well that plays there. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, um, I, when I enter the Polynesian and I, and, and the surrounding music that just, it fills me, it, it makes me feel like I can let go of my worries. So I love to go by the quiet, the quiet pool is the best place to enjoy it because it's, it is quieter. Um, you know, you can just sit by the pool, in the pool and just listen to that beautiful Hawaiian music and just be taken away. Um, so that now, um, so kind of walk you through my life as a childhood, the Main Street Electrical Parade, uh, on my honeymoon in the Wilderness Lodge, and then now when I go back each time, I sit by the quiet pool at the Polynesian and listen to that Hawaiian music. It's again, not very, not necessarily distinct Disney music, but they use those, it, the, the mixes are incredible. And I just, I, I, I challenge our listeners that if you're in the Disney parks, just sit and listen to the ambiance music. The ambiance music in each of the lands, in each of the hotels, in each of the places around Disney, 
accentuates it. It's there's there's something in the background that they've developed, and I've looked all this stuff up. And that's one of the things I absolutely love about the parks is that I'm the, the smells, the sights, but also the music just is fully integrated into that space to get you to whisk you away to wherever you want to be to that happy place. And as I said, the sitting by the quiet pool at the Polynesian is quite a happy place for me. I've got to say, I do enjoy going from place to place in, in Florida at the parks when you can hear different interpretations of the same music you've heard a million times. Like be our guest is like done as a samba and like done is done as like, you know, something else. And it's like, is that, is that be our guest, you know, or, or something from like, you know, Tangled or Little Mermaid. It's like, I've never heard under the sea sound like that. Just, or, you know, like one of my favorites, you know, like ambiance is hearing married life from up as oh, you're yeah. around main street, main street. Well, Main Street itself is a great, the sounds of Main Street, both the, the, the like the Dapper Dans or, uh, you know, one of the, just the, the just the, the various uh, singing quartets that passes you by or, or the music that's piped over. Um, Main Street is a cacophony of beautiful sounds. And you're right, the, the uh, Giacchino's uh, music from Up is one of those sounds that they've now incorporated into the Main Street mix. So it's a very beautiful, yeah, the soundscape of Main Street is great. It's a great song to hold your baby's hand as you stroll down Main Street. It really is. It fits in seamlessly. I, I, I think I've spent more time in, in, in Main Street across the, the, the three Disney Castle parks that I've been to than, than any other land. It's just, it's just a delight. Yep. And the way they segue, Matt was saying, they not only do they, within a park, it is an interesting, they have sound fences, if you think about yeah. it, between. So when you're on Main Street and you're moving into Adventureland, it's amazing the way the speakers are angled and the certain distance of where you are. It's amazing how the sounds of Main Street slowly fade into the sounds of Adventureland. And there's literally like a sound fence. So when you're in Adventureland, even if you're at the border, you can't hear the sounds of Main Street and you can't hear the sounds of Adventureland in Main Street. So there's an interesting way that they've angled the speakers so that you're really just, you're, you're, the segue is beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think this is, thank you, Paul, for sharing your, your, your moments, uh, your music moments. I, I think this is, it, it's always wonderful to see how the episode plays out to, to see, cause it's really just three, three friends having a conversation about what makes them happy at Disney. I love seeing the progression of Disney moment or Disney music, you know, moments that meant something to you in your life. Now, Matt, you alluded to it and, and I tried to talk about it as well. And so it's just, it, it's sort of, um, music, we, I think we take it for granted. I mean, I don't think we do, but I think the average Disney fan uh, does, you know, because when you're strolling and you just, it's sort of in the background, you're distracted by the sights and the smells. And then I got to get to this ride. I got to get to this, this thing. But have you ever been to sort of the parks without the background music? Can you ever imagine a fireworks show without, uh, you know, without a soundtrack? It's so essential to, to Disney, but it's so essential to these happy memories. I mean, it, Paul, the, my, one of my very first encounters with you, we, we've known each other for, uh, for a while, but one of the first times we actually uh, met up in, in person and not over uh, email and, and phone, you drove Nicole and I uh, back to your and Sarah's place for dinner and you immediately put on the interventions loop, which was wonderful. And I knew at that moment, I said, this is my person, but um, I, had, I was distracted in your car because my mind was putting me back at Epcot. <laughs> and nothing really can do that for me. Like if I close my eyes, I can picture myself, especially as Nicole was singing it all day uh, in the Tiki room. <laughs> like, and I can picture myself with a Dole Whip with an ice cream adjacent Dole Whip sitting there. I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing how tied to our nostalgia and to our memories. And so that's why I loved hearing yours. Because it, it feels like even if I close my eyes, I could picture myself in your memories based on those I know exactly the notes you're talking about on the electrical parade. Yeah, it's it it's fascinating uh, how sounds do touch to our emotions. 
uh, and and take us there. Um, and it's actually, I think it's a good mechanism for how to um, continue if you're if you haven't been to the parks in a while. Um, if you're missing Disney, I know in this pandemic, a lot of us are missing Disney. Um, but putting on that music, just a few songs, maybe if, if you have you have those songs that you own them, or if you, you know, play a video on YouTube, just to hear those songs. It, it, it's amazing how a few notes of a song will take you back. Um, or maybe you're watching a Disney movie. And it's interesting how they've incorporated the movie music into the parks, you know, we've talked about the Twilight Zone or Star Wars that they've incorporated into uh, into the parks, uh, and they have. So um, it's kind of a, a really a 360 experience. And I'll say this, if you're the least bit interested in incorporating a little Disney music in your life, Spotify's got a lot of music of various attractions, um, various walkthroughs, ambiance music, of the parks throughout the the country and the world so if you're if you just get that itch hit up spotify do a search for you know like one of your favorite attractions and it's likely there mm -hmm. and you can be taken to a different place in an, in an instant mm -hmm. um so yeah this is a great discussion um thinking about next week um tossed it out there i don't think we've had too much discussion about it but uh, I want you guys to think about it over the next couple of days. Your favorite old school e-ticket attraction. What do you mean by old school? Yeah, what do you mean? And, and for our listeners who may not be aware what e-tickets are, you might want to explain that too. Yeah. So <laughs> parse that whole thing apart. <laughs> we got time. Back before Disney was something that you, you, you saved up for for long vacations. Um, they were a park experience where you went for a day um, and you could buy a, buy a ticket book and like you could get on certain rides that were classified as e-ticket attractions, which meant like they reached the, the height of, of um, the, the best, they're essentially what Disney phrased as their best rides, you know, them at their peak. Um, so when you look at um, Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, some of the uh, some of the older rides that we all have come to know and love. Um, Space Mountain was built in the early '70s. Some of those uh, Fantasyland rides are obviously old, like a little bit older, you know, at Disneyland. Um, but you're looking at you know the the Matterhorn bobsleds. I think was an e-ticket attraction, um, you know, and obviously some of the more bigger thrill rides have been added over the years as the parks have grown. Um, but, you know, think about the rides that were built prior to 1980. I think 1980 is probably a pretty good barrier. Now, wait a minute. Now, are you talking about at, so obviously it has to be at Disneyland or the Magic Kingdom because Epcot, Hollywood, and Animal Kingdom have existed since then. So did Epcot ever have the e-tickets, the e-ticket books? Uh, they did not have e-ticket e -ticket books. books. Yeah, I don't think they. Did. I'm not even sure. Did Magic Kingdom actually even have those? I maybe? think it did for a few years, maybe. Yeah, did, not sure. for a long time. So let's say, all right, just to make <laughs> everything okay, let's go to so 1981, 82 is when Epcot opened. 82, 82, 82. So anything before, uh, after, or before Epcot was open, you know, so like opening day attractions for Epcot and before. Okay. Does that work? Oh, so, it's going to make it harder for me. That's okay. So, I works. So <laughs> for everybody listening, I think that this, this loops in, I think, uh, Thunder Mountain. Um, Splash Mountain wasn't built until, I think, 1988, 1989, somewhere in that range. Maybe Depends on which park. I think it was built in different, uh, on the yeah. different coast at different times. I think Disney World opened up in like 1992. I think in Disneyland, it was in the late 80s. I think so, um, something like yes, that. Yes, because I'm pretty sure that Mallory's boyfriend from Family Ties was on the Splash Mountain uh, unveiling episode on NBC. Um, yeah, that, that's how old I am that I know that Scott Valentine was on that special uh, singing Zippity Doo Dah. I'm just um, going to be very quiet during this part. You guys are going <laughs> to yell at me again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that was just slightly before John was born. Um, so... <laughs> It was. 
Oh dear lord. All right, so so basically an early attraction at the parks, early attraction at Magic so, Kingdom, early attraction at Disneyland, early attraction at Epcot, something but something big though. Something something yeah. big. So something this big. includes I think Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, uh any of the Fantasyland rides, Matterhorn so at the Hall of Presidents is what you're saying. Yes, I'm sorry. That was not an e-ticket <laughs> ride. Not, I'm sorry, Paul. In my book that was an e-ticket. What are that's you talking e, about? That's an E-plus ticket. E that's plus a ticket. That's, that <laughs> That's a G ticket. In modern in modern parlance, I you know I think like the e like people would classify e ticket rides as something like uh, Radiator Springs out in uh, California Adventure, yeah, Rise mm -hmm. of the Resistance. Yes, yeah, yeah. them uh, Disney World and, and Disney Imagineers throwing the kitchen sink in an attraction, right? Yep. Um, so think and and I think uh, Haunted Mansion probably was was an yeah. e ticket attraction and, and Pirates as well and yep. Pirates. So. Um, you know, this will hopefully send people scrambling to Google to find what was an e-ticket attraction. Um, and I'm really they curious. They, could they be extinct, you think? Or yes, they I think it's yes. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it has. It's, yeah. it, it's fine to be extinct. It's okay. fine. Um, gone but not forgotten. Gone but not forgotten. Good. Yes. So um, I want everybody who's listening to uh, think of their favorites. Send, uh, you know, send us a voice memo. Send us a written email to uh, this happy podcast at gmail.com hit up our social media our facebook this happy podcast our twitter this happy pod uh our instagram this happy happy podcast the discussions are happening uh we're loving sharing bonus content with you all um and you know feel free to share your reactions share your comments on our on our itunes uh give us a review um, that helps us uh, get more listeners and bring more people to the table. And we're always happy to have uh, another, uh, another listener um, and another voice at the table because this isn't just us three guys. Um, we know that there's a whole lot of people out there that have similar feelings um, and differing opinions. So we welcome them. Um, so yeah, see us on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeart, Google, TuneIn. Leave us a review and share with your friends, please. Um, guys, any parting thoughts? I would just say that wherever you are, you know, start humming. If you're starting to think about your favorite musical moments, start humming, download, watch a video, but seriously, let your, give a, give a treat for your ears. They need it. Um, well, we hear a lot of stuff in this world. We don't like to hear. So here's something you really do want to hear. Make it happy. Listen to something Disney. Couldn't say it better myself. Matt, take us away. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this happy podcast. We will see you real soon.